This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And good Saturday morning. And although my clock here says 5.05 in Louisiana, my cell phone says it is 2.05 in Alaska. Good morning, everyone. Don Dubuque along with Martha Spencer. Very, very early edition of the Outdoor Show. Still trying to figure out what day it is. Um, we know it's Saturday. We heard that music. It's Saturday. After the week we've had, it could be any day. Yes, and we'll tell you a whole lot more about that. If you're a Facebook follower, you probably know some of the ordeals we had dealing with travel, but things have gotten better since we arrived here in Soldat in Alaska. Before we get to that, I, I do want to say thank you to all of you for last week's great show. It was the 30th anniversary of the radio network, and thanks to all of you who came out to buy you adventures in Lacombe and uh, with the well wishes and the thanks and the congratulations and the flowers and the cake and the poor boy named after us and everything else. And thanks to all of you who called in and texted. Thanks to you, Martha. I know you took some time to get a little message in, even though you were very busy. And you have been busy offshore fishing. Uh, I have. When's the last time you were doing radio? It's been a while. It's been several months, I think. Well, I think uh, we've you been, remember, though, we've how been to do it. fishing quite a bit. Uh, we've been doing charters just about every weekend so yeah it's been, it's busy. been pretty good this year yeah fishing's been better this summer than last year offshore uh, more tuna have been showing up we didn't see them for about four months last year so while they've been challenging they've been showing up and i'm happy to report we caught our first blue marlin of the season congratulations thank you beautiful fish too it was y'all been doing pretty good on swordfish too swordfish bite's been good uh the the red snapper season's been phenomenal big high quality fish uh, that season's closed for charter captains now. The recreational season's still open. So Friday, Saturday, you got to go find them on your own now. Until the quota's reached. Correct. And according to the data we received yesterday, uh, there were about 82% fulfilling the quota through the, the July weekend before last weekend, which was a big rodeo weekend. Oh, wow. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah. There's well, been some really high-quality fish caught this year. Well, we're going to tell you about some changes taking place for our Alabama listeners. They are now in effect with salt water for speckled trout and flounder. Also, a reminder about new regulations we have regarding deer urine attractants. There's going to be a lot of people with their deer scents from previous seasons that are not going to be able to use them this year. I remember we were talking about that one of the last times I was here. Yeah, well, they, it's actually in effect, and we'll kind of run that at regulation for you. Hunting seasons aren't that far away. Everybody's getting ready Bow for the season. big dove, se- well, dove season. That's right. Just uh, less than 30 days away. Also, our LOWA, our Fish Records Committee, has announced this year's winners of the Fish of the Year. We'll tell you who, what, when, and why, and all the details of when those awards will be presented. In fact, it's coming up next weekend. We'll tell you more details about that. Uh, we've got some oyster outlaws to talk about. That's bad boys of the outdoors. And a little bit later on, if he gets up, <laughs> cameraman Chris Lecoq, who's been working very hard filming here in Alaska, he's going to kind of preview what's going to be on season three of Bayou Wild TV. Yeah, that premieres this week. So we've got a lot of stuff we've been filming throughout the past few months. So tons of new material coming your way. Very good. All right, we are going to remind you to text us, too. We like to get your messages. We get them right here in Soldotna, Alaska. 870-870 is the way to get that message in. 
shoot it to us, tell you who you are, tell us who you are, where you are, and what you're doing on this Saturday morning. And I tell you, this is when I feel, when I do this show here, we've been doing this show for 14 years in Alaska, I kind of feel detached. Even though this electronic age and you can get messages and, and Internet and all the social media, you get kind of briefed on what's going on, I still feel like I'm missing what's happening back home. That's okay. It's okay to detach for a while. It's kind of good for the soul. Yep. Well, we're having fun here in Alaska and tell you about our silver salmon trip a little bit later on. That went really good. We still have a couple of trips left. We have two offshore trips to do. We're heading to Seward on Sunday, and we are heading to Homer on Monday. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Robbie Campo joins us to find out what's going on. I know they're just either closed or in the process of putting a final pins back into the Bonnie Carey Spillway and stopping that flow of Mississippi River water into Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, and the Breton Sound. And I believe it's already had some very positive effects on the fishing. Back with fishing reports for you. It's what we do here on a Saturday morning. Don Dubuque along with Martha Spencer live from the Gone Fishing Lodge in Soldotna, Alaska. Martha, do you think it takes a long time for the return <laughs> vo- audio to come back? From all the way from the- <laughs> We're in Sildotna, Alaska at the Gone Fishing Lodge. You're going to hear from the, the host of the Cajun Invasions, uh, Ralph Crystal, who will be talking with us a little bit later on. Also, we'll be giving you some details. If you would like to make this, and I know a lot of you ask about it, and it's kind of a bucket list. If you want to make your dream come true, we'll tell you how I can do that for next year's. You're also going to hear from some of our Cajun invaders uh, who are headed home today. But we've got another whole crew. A full lodge will be arriving here later. Later on today. Well, let's talk about what's going on back home in Louisiana. Robbie Campo at Campos Marina in Shell Beach joins us. And, Robbie, uh, you're going to have to update me because I've been separated from civilization with the long airfare problems we've had or getting here. Now that we're here, uh, we're concentrating on what's going on in Alaska. But what's happening back home? Is the spillway finally shut down completely? Yeah, Don, it is. It's, the spillway's officially closed. Um, just the water coming through the needles is all we got coming into the lake now. Um, uh, first out the gate this morning, Don, if, if you know, you, anybody coming down this way and you come into Camp Louis Marina, we had a big die off on shrimp last night. I don't know what happened. Oh, you no. might want to stop at Bait Inc. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, stop at Bait Inc., pick up some bait off Friendly Fisherman, which was the old golf hall of Marina because, um, uh, we don't have many more left. Uh, but with that said, we had a phenomenal week. Um, speckled trout caught, you know, from from the Long Rocks all the way to Breton Island, Nagosia, Chandeliers, up in Elwha, um, Dead Man's Island was good. Comfort Island was good, you know, going east. So with that said, we had a great week. Um, hopefully today will be the same thing. I know there's going to be 500 boats running around by the long locks. It'll probably look like a parking lot, but uh, just be courteous people and give the next man some room because yesterday it was like a parking lot. And uh, they didn't catch as much fish on the long locks yesterday as I thought they were going to catch. But anyways, that's what's going on. Plenty of redfish done over up in the marshes. These guys, you know, especially on a falling tide, you guys have been whacking these redfish, man. They've been tearing them up so um you know if you're going fishing redfish all you really need for that is dead bait um you don't really have to have live bait to go fish redfish but that's what's happening in our part of the world and uh I, you know i don't know what's going on in alaska but <laughs> i know it's hot down here i'll tell you that i'll tell you what it's pretty warm over here too i yeah. woke up this morning expecting it to be chilly it's probably pushing 60 degrees here 
It's not bad. It was about wow. low 50s when we took off yesterday morning, running down the, well, I want to call it the bayou, the river, Custatan River. It was a little chilly, but it warmed up really nice. It was a beautiful good day weather yesterday. Here so far. Well, Robbie, I'm a little concerned about your shrimp, about your shrimp situation. Do you think it was a pump breaking down? Is it bad water? And nope. will you have shrimp tomorrow and on into the week for people who are planning on fishing there? Yeah, uh, Don, the water's hot, man, and it just you know you just lose so many, you just lose so many overnight. You know, it's just it just that time of year. August is hard. The first part of August is hard. We got to get through this month. We're gonna have bait in the morning, no doubt. We got both boats working. Um, actually, shrimping season opens up on uh, Monday evening at six o'clock uh, in the east, six p.m. on Monday evening. So, um, you know, white shrimp, fall white shrimp season will be opening into waters. So, um, but that that doesn't make a difference because we're still going to catch our bait. But anyway, you know, it's just a hard month, man. The water's really, really hot. You know, you just lose so many when you're bringing them up off the bottom in a trawl, and they come in and hit that hot surface, shocks them, kills them. Um, you know, and, and you know, the boats, you can't have you no know, dead ones on the boat, so you gotta have, you gotta be constantly going through the well. It's a, it's a pain in the butt, believe me. It's during during oh, the season when it's closed. It's just a pain in the butt. But anyways, with that said, we, we're gonna get through this, and it's just one of those things, and when you bring them in, you know, you got some that's got some, you know, they get, they get crippled up, they get some spots on them, bruises, what have you, and they die off through the night, and that's what happened, I believe, last night. So, um, but anyway, if you're coming down here and you want to fish with live shrimp, make sure you make that stop, people, because we, I, I would say another 15 or 20 minutes here, this is going to be over with for, for today. So, um, but that's our report. But, hey, the fish are biting. That's that's a good thing. And you got plenty of dead bait, too. You should have plenty of dead oh, shrimp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Okay, we got bro. plenty of that stuff. Okay, so, Rob. Thank you, my friend. Next week, guys. All right. Yes, sir. All right. All right. That's Robbie Campo, right. Campo Marina. Oh yeah, we will definitely be careful. All right, we come back right after this. Tofield Bourgeois. You know, Tofield was here, Martha. Last season, yeah. Him and Ginger came here, but uh, he's back in uh, Bayou Country right now. We'll find out what he's been up to. I saw some photos. Looks like they're doing really well out at the Breton and Chandelier chains. You know, he flies the plane out there, and trout fishing's good. But it's all dependent on fresh water moving in, moving around. We'll find out what's going on for you. Right after this time out, you're listening to the Outdoor Show live from Soldotna, Alaska. Going fishing lodge right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our Louisiana man, Martha's on the line with us. He was here last was it last year, or year yeah, before that was last, last year. year. He and Ginger made the trip for the Cajun invasion. And uh, Tofield, this might be bringing back some memories for you when you were here last year. Yeah, the memory of it's two o'clock in the morning for <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a short night to get up at two and do the radio and get up and going. But it's, it's not sun. It's still daylight by you, huh? It's daylight outside. It's, kinda... It got dark about eleven thirty, and then it gets light. Yeah, it's kind of twilight. It doesn't really get real uh, pitch dark. Yeah, no, sleeping masks are are sold in bulk here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When me and Ginger was there, we built a, like a little canopy over the bed and made like a little tent, kind of like whenever you're eight years old. <laughs> we did that that way we could sleep, you know. But it's good, man. I mean, look at y'all pictures like y'all having a good time. So uh, Yeah, we had a good silver salmon trip. Yeah, I've seen some of them shots. It's definitely good stuff, man. And, and uh, I tell you, just listening to Robbie over there and all, I mean, just I think across the board, just uh, the whole southeast Louisiana, everyone's going to be good. Just uh, two thumbs up, man. It's just been uh, definitely some good fishing. I've been catching a lot of 
lot of trout, a lot of redfish. So I don't think you can get a bad report from anybody this this week, Don. It seems to be good. And honestly, it's a uh, take a look, make sure I'm not. I see all these stuff. I don't even see a cloud in the sky. So you know, sometimes Saturday mornings is uh, not that way. <laughs> sometimes Mother yeah, Nature gets you on a Saturday. You know. Been seeing some of your flyout pictures, Tofi. It looks like you're getting some really quality trout at the islands. Yeah, we're getting a few. I mean, mostly it's it's numbers. July and August is not really my big trout month. It's more like numbers. So we're doing all right, you know, catching a lot of fish. The problem, you know, which I kind of don't like, I like seeing small fish. I just don't like catching them because the mortality, the mortality rate is high because, you know, it's, it's where they hook. So I take great care in trying to hook them. <laughs> Should I say unhook them softly? You know, so if they hook in a gills and stuff like that, take your time, pick your pliers, don't just rip them out. Because uh, the crabs appreciate it, <laughs> you know, but it's just uh, trying to keep them alive. So if you catch or release any fish, you always want to take your time and try to, you know, just be gentle with them, get them unhooked. And that's the problem. We're catching so many right now, like 11 and three-quarter inch fish, and they're all males. So uh, it's just a kind of a deal of, uh, you know, the nicer fish are the females. So it's always a concern of mine is, you know, how many males versus females you're taking. So everyone wants a nicer fish, but in speckled trout, 99% of the time, it's all females. I can count the big male trout that I've caught. You hear them grumping. So if you're hearing, you know, when you're catching trout and they're all grumping, it's little males. So, uh, like I said, you get in the school, and man, they all, they all make a noise. I mean, it sounds like music on a stringer when they're all grumping together. And, uh, I don't you know, know the men now, always got a, something to say, Tokyo. Yeah, you know that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just a deal right now. We actually, uh, we have problems with stingrays, these big stingrays out there. This is kind of like the breeding times on big, big stingrays. And my stingrays are some of them three and four foot across. These ain't no little bitty ones. These are my, these are big ones. And they done figured out, uh, go to the plane and just eat what you want. <laughs> so That's funny you should day, say I'm... that. We, uh, <laughs> we were out offshore in the bay the other day, and we saw, I don't know if it was a manta ray or a stingray, but it was about five feet across, completely leapt out of the water. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, been, That's those bat rays. Eagle, eagle rays. It was bigger like than that. a bat ray. Yeah. Ba- bigger yeah. than a bat yeah. ray? Yeah. No, wow. it was yeah, big. The, the bat rays, they got the cow, what, cow, cow nose. Cow nose. Yeah, wow. loaded with cow nose right now. They're everywhere. But these are the biggest stingrays, the typical ones that everyone sees in the bayou and catches all the time. These are like the grandpas and grandma. <laughs> you know? mm. And then I, I had a couple of big eagle rays come in. The eagle ray, he's, I had one about eight foot across. I think that's what I saw. On in a, he has a big wow, eagle ray. Wow, I'm shocked to see when that's shallow, oh, yeah. that's impressive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about two foot of water coming at me yeah. like, all right. But he has a bunch of stingrays. Or well, one they don't need one. much. They don't need many inches. You know, they're they're not very tall. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they can. But but they like a big slab of meat when they hit you. So I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> all right. Here it comes. Everybody see that? That's not a shark. It's just a big old stingray. Let them swim on by. So yeah. it's been awesome. I see a lot of sea turtles right now. So there's a lot of mother nature's really. Uh, See, so I'm seeing a lot of activity, which is great. There's tons of mullets, tons of pogies. You know, everyone's catching, so it's good, man. So as far as the islands, yes, you know, the numbers are there. The size is not there. That will tweak one more time with some big ones, you know, next month. Get a few big ones come through. Uh, now, for in the bayou, same thing, man, from Barrataria Bay to Grand Isle, all through Little Lake. Uh, Darren, we have like five boats got yesterday looking for trout. We had a couple go for redfish, but everyone probably caught like 100 to 150 trout each. Catch, <laughs> keep, 40 to 50. So, I mean, uh, there's still a lot of numbers, and I just kind of definitely promote, you know, just when you catch a lot of fish like that, I know you want to hurt get the next one, but don't beat them against the water. 
don't rip the hook out of his mouth. Take your time. That is your future fish. So it's kind of just kind of trying to get that out there, man. I see people get aggravated, you know, in the you know, just rip out and try to have him get the next one. But remember that one you have is your next one three months from now. You know, so just kind of think of it that way when he borderline trout. You know? But uh, other than that, like I said, uh, we even got good bass fishing report. <laughs> so everybody's been doing good. The only report I don't have good on you is frogging because me and Miss Ginger ain't had time to go do it. So the frogs are there. We got uh, basically normal tide right now. This time of year, you got really got to catch a low tide to, to do good on frogs, and that's not really happening. Not with all this wind and stuff going on. But uh, I don't know, man. So y'all got what? Three three more days left up there. Don, what y'all yeah, got? Yeah, two more offshore trips to do. Uh, we're here till we leave early Wednesday. So we've got our two our multi-species trip on tomorrow, and our trip to Homer on Monday. So. Hoping for some that big was, halibut. That was, now, that's oh, not yeah, Homa that's in Terrebonne Parish. That's Homer, Homer. along the Alaska coast. Yeah. And then uh, Chris and I are going to do a, uh, a trip to Fox Island, a glacier boat tour trip out there, for, get some video. Ooh. And Martha's going to finally get to meet Percival, her new nephew. My nephew that was born in January, for those who don't know, uh, he was born four months early at One Pound in Kodiak, Alaska. He was actually wow. born in Anchorage. And they're moving to Cape Cod next week, and we're actually going to – Cross paths next week, so I'm excited to meet oh, the little guy. He's a beefy little dude now, too. <laughs> he's putting From on some poundage. From 13 ounces to what? What is he? He's almost now? 11 pounds now. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a, he's a fair redfish. He's big as some of these salmon around here. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tofield, I had a rumor. I don't know if it's a rumor or a truth, but the buzz around here was somebody was saying that you had that guy with the the, the orange tee on his hat was down there recently fishing with you? Uh, no, he's actually scheduled. Uh, Bill Dance is coming in, a, in October. So oh, he's okay. uh, he's coming down. So what he's doing is actually he's running another show that we had one we've done a, a, you know, two years ago. He's just rerunning that, but he's coming back down in October. We're gonna do a little awesome. something. So uh, he'll be here. He'll be. I'll give y'all a shout. You wanna come by and holler with him? I'll let y'all know yeah. when he's here. And uh, always we'll rubbing elbows going. with celebs. <laughs> yeah. All right, tell us somebody wants to get a hold of y'all. Fill us in. How they do it? Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys. Remember on the website neworleansfishing.com. See what's going on. See what's happening for us. Videos, fishing reports, stuff like that. On Tuesday, remember Tofield Tuesday at six thirty is kind of off the hip talking about whatever. And actually, what I sent you yesterday, we actually has a we have a site now on Facebook because Bourgeois Charter's VIP Stringer Shot. So basically, what that is, that is from my clients. Just kind of showing like all the pictures. So what I do is do selective pictures on Facebook. But for, for the VIP, which is a closed group, <laughs> that's when you got, I show everything. So we show all the shots of everything. There's a lot more videos and stuff. So if you want to be a member, just it's, uh, definitely an uh, extra invite. I'll check you out and uh, let you on that. But other than that, the Josie hotline, the 504-341-5614. Give her a shout, man, because fishing's still great. I think school, we got one more week, and the kids go back to school. So yay, be a parent. And we highlight y'all next week, man. Y'all take it easy. All, All right, right see you then. Captain Tofield Bouzma. Yes, indeed. When right. we come back, uh, we're going to tell you about a couple of big fish that were caught earlier this week by some Cajun invaders who preceded us getting here. Also, we'll talk about silver salmon fishing we did yesterday and also about those new saltwater fishing regulation changes that took place August 1 for you Alabama fishermen. All that's coming up right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And, you know, Martha, the saltwater regulation changes went into effect for Alabama uh, on August 1st, and this is the first weekend that they will be in effect. I want to remind our listeners, we've got a lot of listeners in Alabama on Talk 106.5 FM Automobile. Cobia uh, has gone to 36 inches fork length. I don't know what it was before that. We 34. Were at, 
what is it in Louisiana where you guys fish? 34. 34. Forkland? Yes. Okay. Spotted sea trout or speckled trout. Now there's a slot limit, 15 inches total length, but not over 22. Hmm. Six fish per day. One of those six can be over the 22 for your trophy trout. It's tightening the belt. Yes, they are. Now, flounder's the one that's got me a little puzzled. It's 14 inches total length, both recreational and commercial, with a five-fish recreational creel limit, 40 fish per person per vessel if you're commercial. But what's got me concerned about this, and and I'm no biologist, I'll just play one on the radio, but 14-inch total length, that is going to be a female flounder. Almost all of them in that size are going to be over 14. And if you target the spawning half of the population. I'm wondering what that'll do to the population. That's a very good question. Um, I would need to get an Alabama fisheries biologist and ask why they chose that. They, I'm sure they had a good reason. The flounder have really been coming back in Louisiana. Boy, we had a drought there for a while, but yeah. they are kind of showing up good. All right, we're going to take a quick 10-second station identification pause. When we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of really big Alaskan fish that were caught by some of our own Cajun invaders. We'll tell you who they are and what they caught right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You know, Martha, the way this Cajun invasion works, uh, we get a crew that comes in on a Saturday, and they leave the following Saturday, which is today. Right. We come in on a Wednesday. Normally, we came Normally. in on a Thursday <laughs> because of air delays, and I don't want to get into that Let's story again. No, that again. no, no, no. We're going to try to forget that. And they will be leaving this Saturday, and we have some more arriving this afternoon that will be and here for next week. And they set the bar week. high this week. They Real did. high. We they haven't did. been offshore yet. But, man, it's going to be tough to top some of the fish that were caught this week. Well, Robert Gaspard caught a 120-pound halibut. And he said it worked him. <laughs> he said it was like reeling in a Volkswagen. He said he didn't even remember if they had a belt for him or not. That's he how so tied into it he was. And his son caught an 80-pound halibut. I didn't hear that. Yeah, his son. Cool young guy. Yep, yeah. his son, Michael, 15 years old. Wow. Nice fish. Well, they will be flying home with a lot of halibut. Yes. So if you know the Gaspards, Nelson, Robert, and the son, Mike, Mike uh, you might want to check it out. They might be having a fish fry coming up at their house. Now, the other one was a 50-plus pound lingcod. 52-pound lingcod. It was 52. Uh, Ray Ray Fisher. Yep. All you fans in Lacombe know Ray Ray. I'm sure they're going to have a welcome uh, group meet him at the airport when he arrives Absolutely. later today. And he told the story of that fish. It was a good deckhand, whoever was on that gaff. Gaff shot on point. You do a lot of gaffing. I do. What's the trick to gaffing? fish successfully uh don't be too jerky you really got to set your sights and wait till the fish is at the surface if it's not completely at the surface it can dive on you so you got to really wait till you got control of the head and is there a particular part of the body you shoot for go for the head go for the gill plate now what about fish that have minimum size lengths how do you handle that uh you, you swing them into the boat usually yeah. or net them well, some of them are big. They're too big to swing, and they still got to be released. <laughs> got to get a bigger net. Well, uh, Ray Ray was telling us the way it happened. Uh, the, he he was catching a, a rockfish, which is kind of like a, a brown version of a red snapper. And as the fish was coming up, he felt a, a much bigger hit, and it was his lingcod. He wasn't using the bait that a lingcod would be targeted with. They usually use right. jigs, as I've heard, for lingcod. So the, the, the captain and crew thought it was all a big halibut, and then when it got to the surface, they got all excited. Because the lingcod, I guess, are not as populated mm-hmm. as halibut. But I would love to catch a lingcod. I've heard it's delicious. We didn't see any of them last year. Mm-hmm. So we've got our sights set on some bigger halibut. I'm hoping it'll happen because the numbers haven't been as high. But right. the quality of the 
fish have been a little. And that's one season. fish that doesn't matter how big it gets, meat's Tastes always great. good. And a lot of yellow eyes too, or yellow. A lot big, of those, yeah. Big rockfish. So I'm excited for the offshore species trip. They're long days, yeah. almost longer than our days offshore, but looking forward to it. All right, we come back right after this. We're going to be joined by Jeff Brule. He's got a bass and freshwater fishing report for you. It comes up right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our bass fishing and freshwater report with Jeff Brule is brought to you by Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. They're the distributors of hundreds of all kinds of items, everything from clippers to fish scales, lines of all type, monofilament, braid, uh, leader material, hand scales. If you need it, they're going to have it. Check it out. Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. And Martha, Jeff joins us now. And Jeff's got some good news for us on the Pearl River. Jeff, tell us about it. Yes. Oh, yeah. So first, congratulations on 30 years. I wasn't there last week to congratulate you. But uh, oh, thank you. Pearl is falling. It's a nine foot, and uh, Jafunka looks good. And the rivers to the west, kind of Tanspahoe and all that are muddy. But uh had a Lunkers and Liars report on the tournament that out of the Lock one, they could go to either side, and they had some 13-pound stringers off the river. So wow. that's looking good. Yeah, and the other North Shore rivers are pretty good. But, you know, you got to remember, got um, hot water, so hot summer. So you want to kind of go early and uh, go late, right in the afternoon, late afternoon. All right, Jeff, as far as brim reports, where are we on the brim? Is it slowed down with the heat of summer? No, I still see some brim bedding. Uh, I think because we had all the high water that some of them are going to spawn maybe another month or two into August. And I'm hoping to go to the Pearl Saturday and check on some goggle eye and some brim there. And if I get do if I do well, I'll text you a report for next week uh, so you can talk on the radio about it. But, it, you know, the, with the rivers being so high with all the rains we've had, it's just been real hard to – pin them down now i know over in the, the basin of lake, lake red side they had a good run of them uh last month it was really really good but it, it kind of wanes you'll get a, a peak here and there during the months according to the tides and stuff but uh, right now um it's kind of on our area i hadn't really heard a lot of reports i've seen a few posts or somebody go out and catch five or ten but that's usually not a very good trip for the summertime jeff um when when Hurricane Barry threatened its wrath on the river. I live a block from the Chifuncta River. We didn't really see too much rain. What's the condition of the Chifuncta looking like? Chifuncta is very pretty. I actually I went down to Grand Isle on Thursday and across the Chifuncta, and it's gorgeous. Uh, Lake Pontchartrain, the, the North Shore area, the water was, was actually very beautiful green, the right color. So I'm thinking that probably by September, if we get a little bit of east winds, a little bait, move in and we ought to have some trout start showing up on the north shore again like we normally do you know the trestles and bayou liberty but when you we had a lot of rain in baton rouge last week so that's muddied up that side so uh marpaw might be a little bit more muddier than uh uh, now you can get some of the dead end like the highway 55 canal across it yesterday coming back and the water looked good there but again it gets kind of stagnant and hot and that's Usually the fish are kind of deep in that area, and they get kind of hard to fish when it gets like that with the heat. But, you know, another choice is uh, Delacroix in the marshes. You can – the storm surge pushed a lot of grass around, uh, it, but it's – I call it like casino fishing. You, if you pull up to the right spot or the slot machine this time of year in those marshes, you can <laughs> you can win big. Yeah, you do, do really good. If not, you just it, – sometimes it makes for miserable trips. And that's kind of how my reports have been. I've talked to a few guys, and – They'll catch, you know, 10 fish, and I'll talk 
somebody sent me a picture of a four pounder and they said they caught 30. So they just you know, moved around and you know, use that 10 minute rule. If you fish the spot, you don't get too many bites and move down to another point or another pocket and keep trying till you find them. Cause once you do, it's going to pay off big and spinner baits and frogs early. And then after that, just slow down with a Texas rig with this heat and then try, you know, Jeff, keep trying till you find them. Jeff, you're talking about the heat. We're in the dog days of summer. A lot of people choose to go nighttime fishing. Give us some tips if you're going to be fishing at night. Yeah, this is a good time of year to go. Uh, two, two times I like to try when I first start going night fishing is go right about dark. You know, you still got some light. You can get out to a spot and you fish maybe a couple hours after dark. Or you can go uh, maybe an hour before daylight and fish about two hours around the daybreak. And sometimes those are just good feeding periods. And then once you kind of maybe figure out what the fish are doing or a concentration of them somewhere, then, then you can go to full moon nights and go out there, you know, maybe fish all night if you want to if the moon's bright enough. But you want to use darker baits, uh, buzz baits on top and spinner baits. Uh, but black colors have a better silhouette at night. And you, that's just the basic starting point for fishing at night, just a dark color bait because the fish can see the outline a lot better. And you should get more strikes when you do that. All right, that's some great advice for the insomniacs who want to get out and fish and can't sleep. Jeff, uh, tournament's coming up. Got some events? Uh, let's see. Ascension Area Anglers, uh, fifth annual bass tournament, August 17th at Adoron's, uh, $100 entry fee. And Lunkers and Liars are starting their fall and winter series. That's August 25th on East Pearl, and it's $50 a boat. So there's still plenty of bass fishing tournaments around if you're interested. All right, very good, Jeff. Thank you so much for the report. We appreciate it as always. Y'all have fun. Stay warm. <laughs> well, it. we haven't had that problem it's this been year. Pretty nice. It's been very nice. All right, there goes All Jeff right, Rule. Coming Don. up, oh, thank you again. And coming up next is uh, Daryl Carpenter. Grand Grand Isle uh, was battered last week. Not by a storm, not by a tide, but by rodeo goers. There was a lot of people crawling on Grand Isle. Daryl Carpenter picks up the pieces and tells us about (laughs) the aftermath right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Martha, where's our texters this morning? I know, it's so quiet. Only got a couple. Maybe it takes a while to get them to Alaska. Yeah, it's it's that loss in translation. Come on, 870-870, text us. Great. We'll be back with Daryl right after this. And Daryl Carpenter joins us from Grand Isle. Daryl, right off the bat, we got one of our texts that wants to know about some hot spots around Leeville. What are you hearing? I'm sure redfish are on, but I don't know. Trout probably got to get into some open, deep in water in that area to find some trout, huh? Actually, Don, our, our trout kind of scattered out after Barry. Barry pushed a lot of them off the marsh. I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing around Castet and and around Brush Island and a few other places on that Timberlear side that there you know there's trout there and they're doing fairly well on them. Uh, a lot of small ones, a lot of throwbacks, but yeah, I mean, if he wants to stick around Castet and and the old Brush Island, I understand. I think most of it's almost gone now, but um, yeah, there's there's trout being caught over there, from what I'm being told. And how about the islands? I know uh, the kayakers have got their ear glued to the radio because they're worried about those bull reds with ride the bull coming up. And ride the bull is uh, has we, a we, huge problem. Sorry. Uh, Chris, Chris Lecoq, our cameraman, told me yesterday that there's almost 500 people registered. Already. That's going to be a biggie. I, uh, Don, you know, you know us. We're, this time of the year, we're, spe- we're chasing those little, those little spotted fish. Um, I really don't have a whole lot of current information on bulls. I have seen a few boats set up in the past fishing them. I can't tell you I've seen any bent rods, um, you know, but I, I'm, just, I'm at a little bit of a blank to, to give you any credible information on that story right now. Hey, 
better, better to be honest about it than make something up. <laughs> but, <laughs> so the Tarpon Rodeo was a few weeks ago, and uh, y'all had some pretty incredible catches for that, too. They had some good offshore stuff, uh, I will tell you, from what I saw and the people I talked to. It was probably the smallest tarpon rodeo they've had in 15, 20 years. I was talking with a tarpon fisherman this morning. said the tarpon, you know, they're, they're, I don't think there was a single tarpon brought to the scales. I think there was one weighed on a catch and release. And uh, this guy is telling me the tarpon a little bit late. They are now starting to show up. Uh, I think there's, I think they've got an empire rodeo going on this weekend. They've already had a few. Uh, the Empire Tarpon Rodeo, they've already had a few weighed in there. So, you know, it was just a weird set of circumstances where this year for for the Grand Isle Tarpon Rodeo, the tarpon just hadn't rounded the mouth of the river yet. And But now there was a whole lot of grouper, a whole lot of nice snapper. Uh, the snapper, as predicted, with all these ridiculous regulations we've had for all these years, are starting to get tremendously large. Um, yes, they are. To the, point that, to the point that we had a discussion a week or so ago that, we don't know how much longer that state record's going to hold, you know? Which is uh, 50, 50 pounds, Doc isn't it? Doc Kennedy, yeah, fit right at mm-hmm. 50 pounds. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, that's going something to be the 50-pound snapper. And that Doc uh, Doc Kennedy set that record. I remember when he did it. I've got some and, pictures of the fish, enormous fish. And speaking on tarpon, I actually uh, I learned what a coon pop was the other day. You know that's what, what I caught my tarpon on. Oh, yeah, coon <laughs> pop's probably the most popular tarpon bait along the Louisiana coast. Schwest, the, My, uh, the captain I fish with has been doing a little tarpon fishing with some of the old salts in Venice, so he's learning more about that. And they actually went 0 for 2 on some triple-digit ones the other day. And mm-hmm. I was headed out of uh, Pasalucha the other day and saw one, too. Oh, they're there. They're for there. some reason, they they're didn't like fish. the Grand Isle Tarpon Rodeo. I guess there wasn't enough people showed up. I wouldn't up want to be on a nice bath either. <laughs> and look, when, you if, uh, them, when you catch them in that clear water and that greyhound, and it's a, that is an impressive sight to see. It is. I tell people that is the most exciting fish I have ever caught, a 150-pound tarpon. Caught a bigger fish, but none more exciting than a fish that jumps over your head while you got a little line hooked to his mouth. Daryl, uh, getting back to the trout fishing, your plan today, are you going to be on front side of the beach side, back side of the island? What's the weather conditions, and what's been the trend last week? I've been starting out on the front. Well, you know, we finally got our tide back this week. Last, uh, You know, early week and, and late last week, it was a little bit – it was a little bit – sloppy because we didn't have any tide moving so you had to move a lot two fish here move two fish there but as our tide started coming back you know we had we've had limits or near limits the rest of the week but what i've been doing is i've been starting out out front uh on, on the on the gulf side and then once that bite stops we've been very fortunate in that the, the rivers had rain every day and what that does for us over here it keeps us in the shade till about 10 o'clock because those clouds are blocking that sun so as long as it keeps raining in venice i'm good uh, but once that sun breaks those clouds and those fish seem to go a little bit deeper, then we're moving inside to the oyster reefs, and, and we do have some birds working. So under the birds, you, a lot of small ones, but you pick out, you know, every third or fourth fish is a keeper. So, you know, just making a day and making numbers. And quickly, uh, someone just texted in, and I probably shouldn't have mentioned it unless I explained it, but Don, tell listeners what a coon pop is. Well, a coon pop is named after Coon Schwest, the inventor. It's a uh, supersized jig head, uh, a metal, a steel jig head, and, or lead jig head, so to say. And then you've got a, uh, a trailer that attaches to it. It's like uh, uh, just a soft plastic that attaches to the back of it. It's like a, a big 
speckled trout jig that you would fish with, but a big size, and it's got a little piece of copper wrapped around it so that when the fish hits it, it comes away from it, and it sets the hook almost automatic. It's a pretty unique little product. It has nothing to do with a mammal with a mask and a bushy tail. Coon pop is the invention of Coon Schwest, and it's used for catching tarpon in Louisiana, and it's caught some of the biggest ones. Darrell, we got to wrap up the here. Whole purpose, the whole purpose of the bait is to throw that jig head off of there because you don't want that weight slinging around while that tarpon is shaking his and, head. And dislodging him. That's exactly right. And it gets rid of it, so you just got the hook in him. Darrell, we're getting ready to wrap up here our first hour. Give us the contact information. Somebody wants to get a hold of you. DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. You can't miss it. It's there. Uh, RealScreamers.com or 225-937-6288. Great getting your reports as always. Thank you, Darrell. Y'all have a great day on the water. Y'all enjoy your trip. I'm glad to see y'all finally made it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.